Welcome to the Podcock Pcast. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Joining me on the program yet again is Mr. Bobby Russell. What's happening? Uh, not a whole lot. Surviving the dog days of bowl season until we kick it off this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas is around the corner. Bowl games will get uh, kicked off this Saturday coming up at you. And uh, we'll talk about uh, the bowl games from December 20 or uh, 16th through the 21st. Uh, 10 or 12 bowl games or such. We'll run through those pretty quickly. Uh, NFL Week 15. Talk about the FCS semifinals, the Division Three and Division Two National Championship games. Also this weekend in college football. Uh, give the little guys some shine. Uh, that'll be the, the program here or the rundown of things. But first, um, college football sports really lost uh, an all-time character and innovator, Mike Leach, uh, gone at 61. And it was one of those, you know, it was, um, it just bummed me out, man. I think, uh, I didn't know anybody that really hated on Mike Leach, but, uh, if you have, uh, Bobby, if you want to share your thoughts on his, uh, legacy, uh, a story on off the field, an anecdote, um, just to, you know, we don't have to get all sappy and sad here, but, uh, to kind of memorialize the man and, uh, remember the legend that was Mike Leach, uh, the four years. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this in the group chat a little bit. Uh, just, just one of those guys that everyone, no matter what team you rooted for, you always had a spot in, in your heart for, for a Mike Leach team. You know, you take it back to when he was OC at Oklahoma in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, being the Texas Tech head man, um, rejuvenating his career at Washington State. Um, and then obviously last year at Mississippi State, just a bunch of different things. But my favorite Mike Leach, moment is uh his um battle royale of uh mascots in the, in the, the pack 12 out there describing how one would beat the other and which one would prevail obviously the cougar he said would be the best uh he said a buffalo would be pretty hard to take down so it's a big killing machine <laughs> um he kind of stuck it to usc saying you know are they on a horse do they just have a sword it's just a man um but that that's an all-time great one there for me and that that's that's the mike leach that that i remember and yeah it's just kind of hit you because you know it was all of a sudden it was one two days and then got the news on twitter and it was just it, it, it was rough it, it, it was it was like losing an extended family member is how i how i describe it yeah, it sucks. Um, obviously, an innovator in, in the sport. Um, I, I defy you to go to any state in the United States at the high school level and, and find teams that don't run a spread, wide splits, get your receivers out beyond the numbers, um, spread the field, and, and run some of those concepts that his air raid um, system did. And, you know, you mentioned it. All these outposts, if you will, Washington State, Texas Tech, Mississippi State. Um, I, he turned them into winners, and you could argue maybe he's the best coach, uh, definitely at Texas Tech, but he might be the best coach of uh, of all time at Mississippi State, uh, maybe at Washington State. I don't know. It's debatable. But to turn those programs into winners, and like you said, just some of the sound bites will go down as legendary. I always liked when he talked about either dating or marriage advice. Um you know, he's kind of an old school soul in a way, but, you know, just just YouTube. But uh, some of his interviews, sound clips, how he did the weather one time in mm-hmm. Lubbock when he's a Texas Tech coach. That's a legendary YouTube video to uh, they just let him come in and do the weather because he wanted to do it. 
just a, an all-time character. And like I said, I'm not limiting that to just college football, uh, just the whole sports world and world in general. He was a, a great character, and um, yeah, he's gonna be missed. And um, the, it's not gonna be the same without Mike Leach. You can always count on him to, to give you a, a viral clip in the in the viral world. Uh, that's for sure, but he will be missed. Um, anything you want to add or uh, moving on as he would probably want us to do? Yeah, absolutely. I think he at this time of year, it's all football, and uh, I, I think that would be the best way to honor Leach here. All right, let's go to Friday, December 16th. Two games, both on ESPN. We'll start 11.30 a.m. on ESPN. The hometown Linders Bahamas Bowl, Miami, Ohio versus UAB, the Blazers, the Blazers, excuse me, of UAB, an 11-point favorite, 45-and-a-half is the total. Bobby, I didn't, I mean, I'm sure maybe you did, maybe not. I'm not trying to bait you or put words in your mouth. Bowl games are a fucking crab shoot. Uh, if you're playing a confidence poll, if you're gambling on these games, I, <laughs> I don't know. I usually fade the public and uh, from a gambling pers- or perspective and kind of lean towards whoever whoever has the better defense. That's kind of my strategy. I don't know if you have a strategy, but uh, Miami UAB, first game on the board, I'm going to roll with the UAB to, to lay the big number here. How say you? Yeah, um, like you said, bowl games, it, it's tough to pick. Um, you know, I have uh, one championship under my belt of a pick them, 2007. Oh, there you preps. go. I uh, was the number one picker on preps that year. It was a – Pretty big deal for 10th grade me. Uh, but this game, uh, you know I'm not going to pick Miami. Um, they suck at stopping the run, and UAB is 12th in the nation at running the football. Uh, that? I, uh, I am back in the Blazers on this one. But I think I'll take Miami to cover. I think 11 is a pretty big number. I think they can throw the ball around a little bit. So I'll take them to cover, but UAB is going to wipe the field with them. All right, game two, three Eastern time on Friday. The Duluth trading Cure Bowl. Number 25, UTSA, the Roadrunners, versus the 24th-ranked Troy Trojans, two conference champs, respectively, out of Conference USA and the Sun Belt. Uh, Troy at one-and-a-half point favorite, 55-and-a-half is the total. I'll give you this one first. Uh, yeah, this one's going to be a fun one, high scoring. Uh, the over is in play for me here at 55-and-a-half. Bowl games, especially these lower-tier ones, uh, nobody's playing defense, nobody's really trying to get hurt. You know, there might be some guys that go for the draft here that are playing their final game. So no one's trying to get hurt. So it'll be a high scoring game. Uh, I like Troy. Uh, we were both on them, I believe in the, the, the title game there a couple weeks ago. Uh, so I think they continue that. I think they get 12 wins this year. So I'm going to take Troy minus two and the over. Yeah. I've rode Troy all year. Uh, they actually do have a defense and uh, their offense came around towards the later part of their latter part of the year. I think the Sun Belt. A little bit better than conference, just say from power rankings perspective. Uh, conference, it's best on best. All those two leagues, I can't quit you, Troy. Now, so uh, I'll take the Trojans. All right, Saturday the seventeenth, a uh, bukkake of games, if you will. Here we'll start eleven a.m. again. Uh, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, the Keg and Ales re- uh, rivalry renewed here. Cincinnati versus Louisville. Uh, Louisville, a one and a half point favorite here, and 40 is your over under total here in this one. Kegadales, I don't know. I, I think Cincinnati has the better defense, probably has the least amount of transfer portal guys. I know they lost Luke Fickle, but uh, I'm gonna go Bearcats. I don't have a lot of confidence in that. Soft lean towards Cincinnati to uh win the game outright as a short dog. 
Uh, where are you at here? Yeah, two things on this one. Uh, possibility for lots of snow and in the Northeast this weekend. Um, Boston tends to get a lot there. So that'll be one thing to look out for. So I like the under for that possibility. Um, and two, uh, college football players probably be making more on NIL deals than what the, the Red Sox are giving out. So at least somebody in this stadium ah. will be getting paid this year. Um, so that's a, that's a shot at my, my socks there. They need to open the checkbooks. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on Cincinnati. I think they're more well-rounded. Uh, I'm not sure if they have anybody sitting out, but I think they got more of a complete team without their head coach than Louisville without Satterfield. Yeah, I kind of forgot he left too. So uh, yeah, I feel I feel better about that one. Uh, we move to 2:30 Eastern time on ESPN. Florida versus number 14 Oregon State. The Beavers a 10 point favorite. Uh, 53 is the total. 10 and a half, somewhere in that range here. It is the SRS distribution. Uh, distribution Las Vegas Bowl. I am having a tough time talking, but anyway, uh, Gators, Beavers, how say you? Yeah, the game at the the giant Roomba in the desert. It'll be it'll be a fun one to watch here. I'm on I'm on the Beavers or going for that ten win. Um, you know, outside chance they could end up top ten in the final AP pool if they win this game. There's some losses up in front of them uh, from other teams, so there's a chance for the Beavers to be probably the high second, probably the highest or second highest ranked. Um, Pac-12 team at the end of the year possibility of a win here. Uh, Florida just kind of middling. Um, you know, we talked about this early in the year in the SEC preview. It, it, it's a rebuild year for Florida. Uh, Billy and Napier getting the guys right. So I think we're going to see Florida trying some things out here, and it might not bode well for them offensively. So I'm going to take the Beavers, but I'll take Florida to cover plus 10. Yeah, the number feels a little large. I, I, I'd probably lean towards taking the points, but Anthony Richardson's out for Florida. He's declared for the draft. Um, I think Jack Miller, the uh, USC transfer, I believe, is going to get the nod for the Gators. Look for Napier to play a bunch of young guys, see what he has. Um, so maybe they're not really preparing for Oregon State. They're just kind of repping, uh, getting the young guys ready for spring practice and, and moving on to 2023. So uh, I like the Beavers. I think they'll be excited to play in this one. And, uh, yeah, they win. Florida might cover, but I don't have tremendous confidence in that one. Moving on, we go to 3.30 Eastern time on ABC. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl presented by Stifle. Uh, Washington State versus Fresno State. The uh, Bulldogs, of course, the Mountain West Conference champions. They're three-and-a-half point favorite. Fifty-two-and-a-half is your total. I love Jake Hayner. A chance for them to get the 10 wins. I think they are on an eight-game winning streak here. Washington State, I, I mean... <laughs> They were plucky all year, but I think they're average. Maybe there's some playing for their former coach, Magic, here with the Mike Leach news, but I'm going to go Fresno State, and I'll, I'll lay the points. Uh, strong confidence with this one. Uh, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm right there with you on Fresno State, three and a half. Um, you know, they're in the Northern California range there. They're in the Pac-12 countries. So anytime they get a chance to beat a Pac-12 team, um, I think they do like to, like, to, like to use that as like kind of a chip on their shoulder. Not good enough to be in the Pac-12, but you know, recruiting some of the same guys that Wazoo is, that Oregon State is, Cal can get. So I think they want to prove that they can do it. And like you said, Jake Hayner going out on top here. Uh, I feel like that, that, that's, that's the play here. So I'm with you, Fresno, three and a half. 5.45 Eastern time, the Lending Tree Bowl pits uh, Rice versus Southern Miss. Uh, the Golden Eagles, a six-and-a-half-point six favorite, somewhere in that range, 44-and-a-half is your total. Uh, former conference foes, uh, now uh, Southern Miss resides in the uh, Sun Belt. Rice still a conference USA. But Rice, 
two straight wins against them uh, the last couple of years in the conference USA play. Um, shout out the rice getting in at five and seven with the, a good graduation average in the ARP or whatever it's called. But uh, Rice, Southern Miss, Bobby, I don't have a clue. I'll, I'll give you this first. Maybe I'll agree. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, not. But w- any, any thoughts here? Yeah, I, I think the level of competition in the Sun Belt is kind of prepared Southern Miss for this. Uh, you know, a chance to go above 500. Uh, show that they can get some, you know, those uh, two-star, three-star tier recruits. Um, kind of put them on the big screen here. So I'm going to take Southern Miss. Uh I'm going to take six and a half. I, I, I like them by a touchdown or more. Yeah, I think I'm with you, dude. I, I, I don't have any confidence in this one. Um, so, yeah, moving on. Uh, the New Mexico Bowl should be called the Acronym Bowl because we got SMU going up against BYU. I've been sitting on that joke uh, since they announced this matchup. Anyway, 7.30 Eastern time on ABC uh, Saturday night. Um well, we got the Ponies, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, the Cougars. Sixty-four-and-a-half uh, is the total. I, I don't know. I hate picking against BYU. I don't know who they're playing. They've been banked up all year. Um, SMU does have a good offense. Uh, I'm going to take SMU. Coin flip, gun the head, pick. No confidence in this one. But uh, the battle of the acronyms, what do you got, man? Yeah, I, I'm going to go BYU on this one. Just, I, that's a team I have seen play a couple times this year. Obviously, my Irish played them out in the desert. I, I, I think Jaron Hall's a pretty good quarterback, kind of getting overlooked because of what his team produced this year and just his stature. Um, so I think he'll be playing to kind of put on a show here for the draft. I, I think, you know, if he decides to go out, I think that's what's going to be on, on the on – the, um, on the docket for him. So I'm going to go with BYU and that team. Uh, Kalani Sataki, I think he'll have the boys ready to play. Um, and then it'll be a big game for recruiting. And, you know, they, they, they pull a lot from that mid, mid, Midwest out there. All right. Final game on Saturday night, 9 15 Eastern time, the Frisco Bowl, the North Texas Mean Green against the Boise State Broncos. Boise State, a 10 and a half point favorite, 59 and a half is the total. Uh, two conference championship game runner-up uh, teams here out of the conference out of conference USA in the Mountain West. Uh, Bobby, I'll give you first dibs on this one. Yeah, I, I'm high on Boise State. You know, I think we were high on them at the beginning of the year. That they kind of had a couple games where they kind of fell short. Uh, you know, Bachmeyer decided to transfer, going in the portal after an injury, I believe. And then they've turned it on the second half of the year. I, I feel like they've been on a roll. Uh, you know, they lost the title game to Fresno. Uh, but they're a strong football team, and North Texas just kind of kind of mid-tier. So I'm going to go with Boise State here. Um, I, I think I'll take them 10 and a half, too. I think, I think they're a much better football team than what North Texas can produce. Yeah, North Texas let their head football coach go, Seth Luttrell, after losing the conference championship game. Um, I don't know. That's just usually not a good look uh, for me. So I, I agree. I'm going to roll with the, uh, the boys in blue from Boise. Uh, we move to Monday. 2.30 Eastern time on ESPN, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Marshall versus UConn. The Thundering Herd, a 10-point favorite. 41 is the total. I got a lock on this one, so I will uh, save that for the lock segment. Uh, Bobby, your thoughts on the Myrtle Beach Bowl? Yeah, uh, Marshall's a pretty damn good football team. Uh, UConn, I, I think they're in the right direction. Some good wins, some bad losses, and I think they're still kind of on that bad loss pendulum of their come back here so i'm going to take marshall minus 10 here i think that's a great one and i think marshall's going to put on a show and they've proven 
that they're a hotbed for transfers, you know, dating back clear back to Randy Moss in the nineties, they had a bunch of transfers this year and it worked out for them. So the, there's got a bunch of guys in the portal this year. So I think that'll be kind of another showcase for the herd. All right. Moving on to Tuesday, December 20th, three 30 Eastern time ESPN, the famous Idaho potato bowl. Somebody is going to get dumped with French fries on top of their heads. Uh, the Mac Eastern Michigan going up against San Jose state out of the mountain West. The Spartans of San Jose State, three and a half point favorites to total, 54 and a half. Again, I have another lock here. Two bull locks and back-to-back games here in the first little uh, set of games we're previewing. So I will excuse myself here. Bobby, if you have a play or a thought, give it away. I love San Jose State, three and a half here, minus three and a half. I think they're a much better football team than EMU is. Um, and then EMU just can't play well away from home. I, I think that San Jose State's got the, the right formula, and they're going to cover this one easily. And the nightcap, 7.30 Eastern time on Tuesday, December 20th. Liberty versus the MAC champions. God damn you, the Toledo Rockets. And the roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, the Rockets, five-point favorites, 54 is the total. Hugh Freeze leaving Liberty to go to Auburn clearly hurts them um i like toledo uh strong lean towards toledo uh like their defense uh their run game's pretty good and uh, i don't know what liberty they kind of limp towards the finish line late in the year uh i think the the writing was on the wall that hugh freeze was leaving maybe behind the scenes so give me the rockets to uh to hoist the flag up for the mac and get a bowl win here yeah, I'm on the opposite side here. I'm on the Flames. Uh, I think even with Hugh Freeze leaving, I think they got a good staff in place there. Um, and their offense is pretty good. Toledo, I wasn't impressed by Toledo in the MAC title game. OU just shit the bed, as they always do in the MAC title game. Um, <laughs> and, and defense just didn't show up for the Bobcats that day. So I'm going to take the Flames plus five on this one. I think that's a big, big moneymaker there. Final one we'll do here with part one of the bowl previews, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Western Kentucky versus number or uh, not number ten, but ten and two, South Alabama nine Eastern time Wednesday December twenty first on ESPN. The Jaguars of South Alabama four and a half point favorites, fifty six is the total. Bobby, last word on the final bowl game we're previewing. Yeah, this is another one of those where throwing darts at a dartboard here. I'm going to go at the Jaguars on this one. Uh, just 10 wins. They've been on a roll lately, winners of uh, four or five in a row here. So I think that they're they're well positioned to take that momentum into bull season. Yeah, Western Kentucky's uh, quarterback, he's in the portal. Um, and there were some rumors that their head coach was going to leave. He interviewed for the Purdue job. Obviously didn't get that as they made a hire. Uh, but uh, a chance for 11 wins, quietly the, the best-kept secret maybe this year in college football is South Alabama winning 10 games, a chance to go 11-2 and two on the year. So I'm going to take them, um, you know, Mobile to New Orleans, probably not that far of a drive either. So uh, they'll probably have a pretty good fan turnout there for, uh, for the Jaguars. So I will take them. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, with college – bowls next week uh we'll preview another 10 15 bowl games but let's move on to the national football league week 15 uh seven big games to preview we'll start thursday night man prime video night or 8 15 eastern time my san francisco 49ers in division on the road at the seattle seahawks niners three point favorite 43 and a half is the total uh brock purdy's questionable <laughs> with the rib injury <laughs> 
Oh man. Uh Debo gets hurt last week. We crushed the Bucks though. Nine and four. Um I still like our chances of Kenneth Walker still on the shelf. He's clearly the difference maker for Seattle. Tough place to go in and win, but the boogeyman, uh the Niners boogeyman is no longer there with Russell Wilson. So uh if Walker plays, I'd I'd probably lean towards taking the points in Seattle to win outright, but uh gun the head right now. He's still up in the air, so I'm going to take the Niners here. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, short week. Um, Brock Purdy, like you said, questionable. So probably fall to Josh Johnson, I believe, would be the, the next man up for them. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 if Purdy can go, I like the 49ers by, by three here. Um, so that would give me the Seahawks covering. If Purdy's out, um, I, I think 12th man, I, I think the uh, Seattle will be rocking. Uh, what i know um that's geno smith is playing so i'm gonna take the seahawks on this one all right we're at the point of the schedule where we're gonna get some saturday football going on so there's three games saturday uh one o'clock we got the colds at the vikings 4 30 we got the ravens at the browns just giving you the schedule here but the big game on nfl network 8 15 eastern time saturday night the eight and five miami dolphins in division on the road at the 10 and three buffalo bills uh, Bill's seven and a half point favorites. 42 is the total. I almost locked up the Bills here. I think they roll. Miami's kind of leaking oil here. And um, yeah, you mentioned the Northeast getting maybe some snow this weekend. So that only plays into uh, the Bills' hands. Uh, so I think they'll be ready and, and they blow out the Dolphins. Your thoughts? Yeah, Lake Effect Snow. We're finally getting the Buffalo snow game we deserved. Um, it's a real shame that we didn't get that one against the Browns. Uh, but like you said, the Bills are on a roll. They got control of the first seed. They know what they got to do to get that and get that first round by. Um, and, you know, I think they're eyeing a rematch with Kansas City at home. So I, I, I'm with you on the Bills here, big. Yeah, they got the. Real quick, the Bills already have the tiebreaker with the Chiefs. They beat them heads up, so they just got to match their record. Then they go to Cincinnati in a couple weeks, big Monday nighter. We'll talk about that when we get to that week, the preview. But, you know, if you beat Cincinnati that week, uh, pretty much seals up the one seat if they just uh, keep winning out. So, uh, yeah, the Bills are on the inside track. We'll move to Sunday here. Uh, One o'clock games uh, that are of on the schedule, we're not previewing, but the Eagles at the Bears, Falcons at the Saints, Cowboys at the Jaguars, uh, Chiefs at the Texans, Jesus, uh, 4.05 games, Cardinals at the Broncos, Patriots at the Raiders, and then the Monday Nighter is the Rams at the Packers. Um, but we got the five games here on Sunday we're going to preview. Uh, Bobby, we'll start with your team here. The Steelers at the Panthers basically an elimination game uh i think if a team in the nfc south gets the nine losses uh they're out of it but everybody's maybe maybe not the saints but everybody's still alive in that shit division um so uh the the panthers let's see two and a half three point favorites 38 37 and a half somewhere in that range is the total so i will turn it over to you your steelers at the panthers your thoughts yeah, this one's going to be a, a real stinker. The under is definitely the play here. Um, I, I think a Sam Darnold going up against either Mason Rudolph or Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I don't think Kenny Pickett will play. Suffered his second concussion of the year last week in a game which, if he was healthy, they would have most likely beat the Baltimore Ravens after they went down to their third-string quarterback. Um, but here we are. Um, and you said it's a, make, it's a 
nine losses in elimination for the, the NFC South. Um, this is also, you know, Tomlin, this is where, you know, his, his streak is on the line here too. Um, he has to, has to win the next four here to stay above the 500 mark since he can no longer go 500. Um, so I think that's going to be kind of something they're playing for there. Uh, I, I think the Steelers are too prideful to play for draft picks to tank for them, I should say. So I, I, I give the Steelers a strong lean here just because quarterback play, I think is better um, and defense travels. And I think whenever the Steelers play the preseason game in Carolina, they play every year. It's, it's always black and yellow in the stadium, no matter what. So it, it'll feel like a home game for the Steelers. So I'm going to take the Steelers plus three here. I think they get this win um, and get back on the right track and let Kenny get healthy. I'm going to take the Panthers. I don't have a lot of confidence in that. I just, cause they are still alive, I guess, and and I feel like they kind of need the game more. Uh, they did run the ball extremely well last week against Seattle. Um, I know doing that against Pittsburgh defense a little tougher chore, perhaps. So, uh, but uh, I, yeah, I don't have I don't have strong opinions on that football game. Uh, let's go to the next one o'clock game. The Detroit Lions are in the hunt. They're on the road at the New York Jets. The line is even. Jets minus one, somewhere in that range. Keeps flip-flopping. 44.5 is the total. Both teams really need this one. I'm rooting for the Lions, but I think the Jets at home with that defense squeak one out. That's just a gut feel. How say you? I, I, I'm i with you 100% on the Lions. I'm going to take the Lions. Um, okay. I see it as a pick them right now, so can't yeah. go wrong yeah. either way. Um, I, I think Goff is playing – probably the best football of his career uh, since the Super Bowl year that he was at the Rams. Uh, their offense is great. They're running. They're healthy. Uh, they get inside the five-yard line. That's Jamal Williams' territory. Ten or 11 touchdowns within, like, two yards this year. Uh, so I think that they're going to be able to take care of the Jets. And the Jets, uh, you know, questions at quarterback, who's going to play? Mike White took some shots last week. Saw some Flacco. Um, but Wilson is the number two guy this week. They have come out and said, but I don't think that'll be enough. So I am on the Lions to get this win on the road and get the 500. I'm hoping you're, I'm hoping you're right, man. Uh, we move to a couple 425 kickoffs here. Uh, the Tennessee Titans at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers three-point favorites. 47.5 is the total. Um, what's going to happen in this one in your, in your mind? Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. Both of these teams this year, I, I think both of them were probably picked quite a few people to to win the AFC and win their respective divisions. But they're just an every other week type team, each one of these. And I, it, I think one of them is going to catch them this week. I give the lean to the Chargers just because it's a home game. Uh, Tennessee has to travel, and Tennessee's without their best offensive player, second best offensive player, I'm sorry, uh, Traylon Burks. I think he'll still be out this week. So I, I feel like if the Chargers defense can stop Henry, uh, I feel like that'll be enough for them to get, get enough offense for Herbert and the guys out there to score and kind of win this one easily for the Chargers. I, I'm I'm opposite, man. I love Tennessee. This is kind of the perfect uh... – Mike Vrabel, nobody believes in us kind of spot, or we're getting counted out, yada, yada, yada. I, You know, is, is Derrick Henry still in the lineup? If he is, which I think he is, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm going to take the Titans to win the game outright. Um, I don't – it's not a lock, but a very strong lean towards the Titans. Uh, I think the Chargers are soft. Um, but, I mean, if they get Bosa back, they get Slater back, I don't think – I don't – well, I shouldn't say I don't think. I don't know if that's going to happen this week, but uh, that could be a dangerous team if they're 
able to win this game and and keep fighting for a, a wild card berth. Uh, the next 425 game, Cincinnati Bengals on the road at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bengals three and a half point road favorites. 44 is the total. Dude, I obviously I'm a Tom Brady guy as a Michigan guy, but man, he looked terrible uh, last week. Cincinnati. Maybe not as good as as a defensive unit as San Francisco, but they can rush the passer. They got a good secondary, kind of the same as the Niners. I know Tampa's at home in this one, but I I'm gonna lay the the three and a half with the Bengals on the road. Uh, it's kind of I need to see it with the Bucks to kind of believe it, and they might be the team that wins that division just on account of everybody else sucks more than they do. But I have no faith at the Bucks, so give me the Bengals to keep rolling on the road. Yep, I, I'm right there with you. Bengals winners of five in a row. Uh, stat throughout last week, Joe Burrow has never lost in December as a starting quarterback. Uh, that continues. Uh, Buccaneers stink. Like he said, right they're, they're going to win the South just because they'll probably win four out of six of those games, and that'll be enough for them to uh, win that division there. So, And they'll have a home game probably against the Dallas Cowboys, which will be it's it always i love it when a team is below 500 host a home playoff game it's the best um <laughs> but yeah i'm with you the Bengals they're rolling uh trey hendrickson might be out uh broken wrist last weekend that might be bad but you know these guys throw a club on there and defensive end I, I think he'll be fine he'll be good to go um so yeah i'm with you give me the Bengals on that one to cover final game sunday night football on nbc 820 eastern time kickoff Two seven five and one NFC East rivals clash for the second time in three weeks. The New York Football Giants on the road at the Washington Commanders. Washington a four and a half point favorite. Forty and a half is the total. Bobby, you get the last word on the final game we're previewing here for Week Fifteen. Giants Commanders. What do you say? Mm, this, is, this would be a a great opportunity for both of these teams to guarantee that they can both get into the playoffs by tying again on Monday, on Sunday night. <laughs> Perfect opportunity. Please don't blow this for us. We need this. Um, yeah. You said it second time in three weeks, the commanders obviously getting the, the week of rest there. I think that benefits them um, getting the game at home. I think it'll be a fun environment. Uh, so I, I'm going to roll with the commanders on this one. Taylor Heineck, he's got the boys rolling. I, I think they respect him and they, they want to play hard for him. And I, I think that's what we're seeing with the commanders. Brian Robinson's been awesome since coming back from injury this year. And I, I think the commanders easily cover this one by four and a half. Uh, give, me, give me the commanders by seven. We disagree quite a bit here this weekend. I, I'm going to take the four and a half, man. I can't get that tie out of my head. Maybe you're right, Washington, with the bye. They win the football game, but do they win by a field goal? Do they win by four? Is it two? I think it's going to be a tight division game on a Sunday night. Probably ugly. Probably low scoring, maybe the unders in play, but that's that's just kind of how I'm feeling this one out. Uh, Dayball coaches them up and, and, and keeps them in it. That's kind of where I'm leaning. So uh, there you go. There you have it. Week 15 is previewed in the National Football League. Bobby, I have uh, two college locks, like I said, and uh, the final UFC card of the year is this Saturday, and I got a, a lock on the main event, actually. Uh, do you have any plays this weekend? If not uh- – yeah, That's I cool. got I got I got zero plays again, kind of kind of saving them for the, the bigger bowl games. All right. Well, let me run through this, then we'll get to the fun predictions and, and get the hell out of here. Uh, I'm gonna take Jordan Cannoneer. He's minus one oh five 
to win the fight. He's taking on Sean Strickland in the main event. Sean Strickland in his last fight in July just got absolutely tattooed by Alex Pereira, uh, who's now the uh, champion. So I can't get that knock out of my out of my head. And Sean Strickland was on a streak. Uh, usually guys to get knocked out, I, I, I kind of tend to fade them. Um, so I, I think Jordan Cannon there, who's a damn good fighter, tough guy. Should be a good fight, though. I'm going to take him minus 105, the short favorite there. Uh, and the two games I passed on in the in the preview, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the ten with Marshall against UConn. Everybody in the world is on UConn. Marshall's got the better defense. You mentioned that their running game is good as well. Their physical team, uh, I think they take it to UConn. And I'm gonna lay the three and a half of San Jose State against Eastern Michigan. A little worried about that. Chris Creighton is awesome as an underdog, but again, looking at the betting splits. The whole damn world is on Eastern Michigan in that one. And again, my betting strategy or picking strategy and bowls is uh, take the defense, defense travels, and really fade the public. So if I see uh, one side getting bet heavy, I'm, I'm going to fade the team with the better uh, – or towards the better defense and the uh, shorter bet percentage and handle. So uh, I'm going to take the three and a half and lay it with the San Jose State Spartans. Uh, all right, final thing I want to do, man, and then we'll get out of here. We got two Division One AA FCS, if you will, semifinal games. Uh, actually, they have betting lines and totals on these games um, put out early because the FCS you kind of have to wait until like the morning of game day. But they but they put these lines and totals out early. So uh, the first semifinal here. In FCS is Incarnate Ward, the Cardinals, I believe. Uh, just upset number two Sacramento State last week on the road. They get a matchup against the, the Bison, dude. North Dakota State, this is Friday night, 7 Eastern time on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. Uh, the Bison at home, they're 9.5-point favorite. 71.5 is the, is the total. Incarnate Ward is an offensive juggernaut, so that's why that total's up there. But um, how say you in current ward in North Dakota State and uh, in, in the FCS semifinal number one? Yeah, this one for me comes down to home field advantage. The Fargo Dome is a tough place to play. Uh, North Dakota State, they're tough this time of year. Four out of the last five national championships, nine total. Uh, watched them this past weekend on TV a little bit while there was nothing else really on. Um, they, they look they're, – they're tough to – uh, score on. They play pretty damn good defense, mm-hmm. and they and they they lean on you late in games. Uh, so if this one's if they've got a lead late in this game, they're going to run the ball. They're going to line up in I formation, and they're going to pound it. Uh, I think if they can force four more three and outs for Incarnate Word, it's North Dakota State's turn to take a trip to the title game again. Uh, so I'm going to roll with North Dakota State. I'm going to take Incarnate Word to cover based off what you have there, uh, but I'm high on the Bison. Yeah, uh, Lindsey Scott Jr., the quarterback for Incarnate Word, is unbelievable. And I'm with you. They have an opportunity to to play up in this game. Maybe the back door is open there. But I just don't see them going into the Fargo Dome and taking out the Bison. You're right. They're basically like the Alabama, the FCS. Um, some of the shit they do in the running game, too, is unbelievable. Um, so I'm going to take the Bison to win. I'm going to take – I don't know. I'm going to stay with them from the spread. I, I think the under 71 and a half is 
kind of a good play because I think North Dakota State's good enough defensively to limit Incarnate Ward. I, I think Incarnate Ward with their spread and up-tempo will make some plays, have some drives, but uh, ultimately the Bison will get back the first good to play for yet another national championship. And uh, right here, we got the number one team in the country, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, hosting Montana State, the Bobcats, number four uh, seed in the FCS playoffs. Four o'clock Saturday, ESPN2, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, the Jackrabbits, five and a half point favorites. 59 is the total rematch of last year's national uh, semifinal. And uh, Montana State, host of that game, they were able to prevail. So the Jacks looking for revenge. They're man, this game is so hard to pick for me. I love Tommy Mollett, the uh, dual threat, do it all quarterback for Montana State. I think I'm going to take the points, but I think the Jacks get it done by a field goal. So I'll take the five and a half. Uh, 59. Again, that seems a little too high. So I kind of like the under here. But uh, I think we get another North Dakota State, Montana State battle for the the mile marker or the border stake or whatever the hell they they play for something weird. But I, I think they rematch it in the national championship. Uh, how say you? Uh, this one's going to be a, a battle of two of the best running teams and run stopping teams in, in FCS. Uh, Montana State number one at running the football, um, and South Dakota State number three at stopping the football. Uh, only giving up 85 yards a game. You know, it is FCS, but that's still Division One caliber players, and that's pretty damn good. No um, doubt. So I, I, I love the under in play here. I, I think it would be a low-scoring, quick game. Um, each team runs the ball. Um, so I'm going to go – I'm going to lean South Dakota State. I, I think the Jackrabbits having this one at home. Uh, I think that their defense will play up to the challenge here, and offensively they'll do just enough. You know, watched them a little bit last week as well. And they, 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 can, they can score in bunches if they get a chance to. So I, I'm going to take the Jackrabbits here to, to go for the all-Dakota all title game next week. Yeah, I'm with you. But I, I do think that, uh, you know, the last week watching that game, the Holy Cross quarterback, who is a really good damn player, by the way, uh, runs the ball well, throws it okay. Millette, I think he's better than the Holy Cross quarterback. So I'm, I'm telling you, Montana State won't shock me if they win this game. Um, so, but it, it should be a good one out of the two. I think that that semifinal Saturday has more of a chance to, to go right down to the wire, but uh, I'm excited about both games. And you mentioned it just because it's FCS one double a, there's still some damn good players. There's NFL caliber bodies, at, uh, you know, on the field, maybe not throughout the whole damn roster, but, uh, it's, it's worth watching. So if you're looking for something to do Saturday, Friday night, Saturday, check them out. Uh, two more games here. Friday night, dude, the D3 National Championship game is on ESPN, uh, 7 o'clock. I got these totals and the spread from Bill Conley, ESPN's number wizard, because you can't find the stuff uh, on a gambling market offshore. But um, North Central, 13-0, going up against Mount Union, 13-0. North Central, 2.5-point favorite, 59.5 is the total. Bobby... Mount Union, North Central, two obviously powerhouses of D3 the last years. Mount Union, all our lives pretty much has been a powerhouse. So uh, taking the Purple Raiders, or are you going with North Central here? Yeah, I'm with the Purple Raiders. Um, they're, they're just – it's a Division three football team. Uh, much like we talked about in the FCS here, they, they get some pretty damn good guys. You've seen NFL players come from Mount Union. Um, yeah. Played against them once in college, and you know they're they're big dudes, and they they aren't Division three 
you know, got, like hometown hero guys. They're the big time guys. Uh, they're coached really well. They got the pedigree in the stag bowl here. And I think they're just on a roll and they're trying to get that next national title. That's, that's their goal every year. It's, it's nine and one or 10 and zero. take the OAC and then go on to the title game and win it. So I'm on the Raiders here. Um, I, I like the over in this game. These games are always a lot of fun. And they, they go over quite a bit. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, it's been four or five, maybe six years. I think 2017, maybe. Uh, that's the last time Mount Union won a national championship. Uh, North Central, they won one. I don't. I think they got beat last year, but the year before they won it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take Mount Union. It's been a while. feels like they're due. And, uh yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm, it's probably I'm taking a little Ohio bias here, maybe, but uh, yeah, that that's where I'm at. Uh, then Saturday, one Eastern time on ESPNU and ESPN Plus, the Division Two National Championship game, Colorado School of Mines, the Ore Diggers, the best, uh, maybe if not the best, one of the best nicknames in all sports. They will take on the Ferris State Bulldogs. Uh, Mines is twelve and two on the season. Fair State twelve and one. Fair State defending D two national champs. Eleven and a half point favorite is what Bill has it as his numbers and sixty five and a half. A pretty juicy total here. Uh, I'm going to take Mines plus the points, and I kind of like the over, but I think Fair State wins the the championship for a second straight year. Physical team, they like to run the football. Um, they're fun to watch, but uh, should be an inter- entertaining game. Uh, good uniform matchup, good colors going at it. Uh, how say you to round out the preview here, D2 National Championship game? What do you got? Yeah, I, I'm going to take Colorado School of Mines outright just because of the fact that they got some some of the best shirts on homefield.com. Um, check those out. But I, I, I just think that it's their turn. Um, you know, Ferris State got their title last year, and School of Mines, it's a ragtap, ragtag group of guys, and I think they get this one done. Yeah, and let the uh, cores flow. Uh, I, I think Colorado School of Mines is located in Boulder, Colorado, obviously, and that's where nasty cores is. If I mean, that's yeah. just my opinion. I'm not. You could be a cores guy, Bobby. I don't want to offend you, but uh, it, it is what it is, man. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, well, that's it. We previewed uh, some bowl games. Talked about some big time uh, lower division college football, NFL Week 15. Uh, even through a UFC card uh, in the mix here. But, uh, Bobby, we're getting close to National Signing Day. The first uh, opening window is next week. Christmas is around the corner. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back next week, midweek, to talk some more bowl games and some more NFL. But uh, any famous last words before we uh, send the people on their way? It only feels appropriate this week to send them off with this one. Swing your sword. That's perfect, man. Uh, rate, if you subscribe, follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Podcast PCAST, available on all major and minor podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music. Share it with a friend and enemy. Uh, the show's growing. We love doing it. It's fun. And uh, we love talking sports. And, yeah, Bobby, you said it perfectly, so I'm not going to screw it up. I'm just going to say thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time.